0: This episode is sponsored by Blockbases, your platform to navigate Web3 safely. Remember the feeling you have when you connect your wallet to a new dApp or smart contract, not exactly sure if this is safe or not? Well, Blockbases will answer that question for you, before making any detrimental mistakes risking all your assets in your wallet. With Blockbases, you can easily review dApps and smart contracts that have either been audited or hacked. All dApps and smart contracts have been graded with a security score, and if you find yourself wondering, hmm, maybe there were some shady dApps I connected my wallet to in the past, well, Blockbases makes it easy for you to scan your wallet and revoke access to any dApps or smart contracts that pose a risk to the funds in your wallet. To try Blockbases today, go on Blockbases.com, that is Blockbases.com. So welcome everyone to the Cosmos and Coin Club tonight. Where we talk all things Cosmos when it comes to the Cosmos Club, which we daily about what's going on, and then we invite interesting, fascinating, hardworking builders to the Cosmos ecosystem to space like these. And today we have Source Protocol with us today, um, which is awesome because we had you guys on uh, in the past, and this is almost like a year ago, I think. It's uh, it's been a while, so uh, I can't wait to hear all about all the different progresses that you've made uh, on multiple fronts. But yeah, welcome. Welcome back, guys, to the club.
1: We're happy to be here. Thanks so much for having us back.
0: So as you know, probably already, uh, the way we like to start these spaces uh, while people are settling in and uh, just grabbing their popcorn, morning coffee, afternoon coffee, wherever they're situated and uh, tuning in from, we'd like to take a more personal approach to begin with uh, about how you guys ended up building uh, source protocol and and how you ended up here tonight so uh, so let's get the personal story before we uh, dive into what pro- source protocol is uh, guys how did you end up building a source protocol is it from a technical aspect you joined things is it from a more financial perspective with a perhaps you have an economics background or yeah what's your story guys Corey, go for it You get started
1: yeah absolutely well, uh, you know, our several of our core members have been working together since 2017. Uh, we started in the, uh, you know, more of the mining uh, element in crypto and then moved into nodes, master nodes, validator nodes, um, and then into DeFi, um, which is really where, you know, we kind of found our bearing and said, you know, how can we do this? How can we do this better? And I think that's kind of what led all of us together um, and kind of started that process. You know, how can we bring this to the users? How can we make this easier? What's the platform that we should build? Um, and yeah, I mean that's really, really what brought us all together here. Um, you know, I've been working with a few of these guys, like I said, since 2017, and uh, I feel like we just keep getting stronger, and we're, you know, really starting to reach that that direction on on what Source is and where we're going. Um, ben, if you want to follow that up.
2: Yeah, that I mean, like, that's a great intro. Um, that you know, we did do that for quite some time, uh, probably about about six years or more, that we've really been focused on this project and then refining it. And then about over the last two years, really just focused on source and the development where we've uh, where we, we we've ended up today.
3: And uh, this is Walter, and I, I would just say. You know, I go back to your question regarding backgrounds, Um, I'm the newest member, you know, been a little over a year now, but um, I come from a very different background than the rest of the team. I come from, you know, don't hold it against me, anyone here, but Wall Street and finance uh, working for some very, very large institutions um, and just seeing how they need to transform and and really take on this technology of, you know, blockchain and Web3. And and you're seeing it more and more in headlines nowadays. So I, I come at it from that angle. Um, as CFO and, and kind of helping, um, you know, to, to merge, you know, what, you know, those big financial institutions and other enterprises need with the technology and the community that is, you know, Cosmos and, and Source. So I have a little bit different background than the other guys, but we all kind of come to it at the same way.
0: Beautiful. And I can see Core Crypto is also with us now. I don't know if you can unmute yourself. Should be able to speak.
4: Yeah. So, um, sorry about that i had a trouble getting the settings uh on my phone but um yeah we uh we really got into the space together uh just with mining and running a lot of nodes and uh we got a ton of experience back from you know 2016 to about 2021 when we uh, really started working on source and uh, just like Corey was saying when we were running nodes and mining and, uh, just really, you know, getting really deep into some of these crypto projects. And, you know, we were seeing all kinds of things that from, you know, the scams to the potentials and everything in between that, uh, really just inspired us to make our own chain and start with source and, um, uh, now the chain is live, and we just keep chipping away.
0: Beautiful. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the, uh, the journey from validating blocks on various different networks to actually building your own network with uh, with Source Protocol. For anyone who hasn't been paying much attention to what Source Protocol is, you're basically building uh, an inter- uh, sorry a a blockchain ecosystem where enterprise can interact, uh, as you say. Bringing enterprise to Cosmos, but before we uh, talk about that and uh, and how you how you do that exactly, uh, walk us through the journey from validating blocks to building your own network. I think that's a that's an interesting story that a lot of people can benefit from hearing. Corey, you want to jump in this one again?
1: I'd be happy to. I'd be happy to. Uh, okay. Yeah, you know, we spent a lot of time uh, running nodes and validating blocks on several. Uh, network, several types of networks prior to the Cosmos space. Um, and I mean, at, at one point, I mean, we ran large, large numbers of nodes um, and kind of saw the different platforms, you know, from from the master node era on forward. Uh, Cosmos really captured our attention, you know, the way the entire ecosystems built the IBC, uh, the, you know, close network of validator nodes that help secure uh, this space And that really spoke to us as, you know, Cosmos is the place for us. This is where we want to be. Um, The tech's in the right place. It lines up very much with our vision. Um, And, you know, being able to connect to these other amazing major projects um, and being able to, you know, share in liquidity, share in contracts, share in validation. Um, I mean, I think that that really captures why we wanted to come into Cosmos.
0: And we... uh... We welcome you with open arms. <laughs> we love people building in Cosmos and, of course, in the broader ecosystem. <laughs> but yeah, let's uh, let's talk about what Source Protocol is then, because uh, bringing enterprise to Cosmos, a lot of people, they might uh, be you know, a bit uh, hesitant to open their arms to corporates and enterprises and whatnot. So yeah, walk us through that. And uh, what's that all about? Sure. Today, Walt, you want to jump in this one?
2: I can follow you up.
3: Hey, sorry, I I, my thing reconnected. Can you just repeat the question? I apologize.
0: The question, the question is basically, um, what does that mean? uh, Bringing enterprise to uh, to cosmos uh, or on chain for that matter, Um, because that's that's sort of the catchphrase. that you that you guys have and use and I remember also use you used it uh, a year back when I when we first spoke uh, so yeah let's walk us through that and then perhaps also because I know source protocol is more than that but let's start with the enterprise and then uh, unpack it from there
3: yeah a lot of what it entails is kind of listening to them and understanding the problem that they're trying to solve and then explain to them how distributed ledger technology, blockchain, Web3 can help solve that. And, and, and it's different parts to different parts of the enterprise too. Like I, I worked at BlackRock for a long time, so I'll just throw it out there, you can see it. And like when you're talking to someone, I'm not saying I'm talking specifically to them, but you're talking to someone like them, let's just say, for an example, you know every group has a different thing. It might be their private credit group, it might be their investment group, it might be their marketing group, right? And they have different ways that they can use you know, sources, technology, the Cosmo ecosystem and things like that. So it's kind of listening to what they're trying to do, depending on what group they're trying to, and then helping them to solve the problem. And some of these companies do have programmers on, you know, but they're they're not web three programmers. They're not Rust programmers. They're not people in blockchain. So it's, it's working with them. um, And we have some actual examples that we've done this with, with give bucks and things like that, but working with them, so that we can help solve their problem, help them help solve their problem upon our platform and being, you know a lot more hands-on than, uh, especially at the beginning here, than uh, you know, I think they've had experience with uh, from blockchain, uh, you know, blockchains that are out there. So it, it's really kind of just working hand-in-hand and, and understanding the problems that they're trying to solve and then helping them to explain how they can and, and giving them a hand in doing it, uh, specifically with Corey and his team, uh, and getting it done because you know these you know depending on the company BlackRock's a little bit more tech savvy, but some of these financial and enterprise companies are still using tech from a long time ago that can be made much more efficient or much more compliant to the compl- um, regulators or other things that you know blockchain is made perfectly for. So it's really working in that capacity with them and helping them solve their problems with the technology.
5: Yeah. Hey guys, can you hear me? This is Jesse, the CRO.
0: Yeah. Welcome yeah, back, Jesse, to the club.
5: Hey, what's up, man? Uh, sorry, uh, but I just wanted to add one more thing onto what, what Walter was saying: is that right now one of the big things, and it's and it's awesome, is that we're seeing a lot of these guys that that want to they they want to get involved with it. And what they don't understand is uh, at the beginning of enterprises getting involved, everybody wanted to make their own token, right? Like that was like everybody's go-to. And then it turned to everybody wanting to make their own NFT. And then now that you know, DeFi got to the place where it's at is more or less is like, how can they uh, implement certain portions of like specifically DeFi, right? And like the liquidity markets that, that, that crypto brings. Um, And it brings a lot of these enterprises just into the space without getting scared that they have to join with. And now think about, okay, what are tokenomics? How do we make this? And like, what's the justification for that type of thing? So we've been, um, as we're having these conversations with different, different, uh, different companies, we, we show them, hey, you don't have to get involved in that way. But blockchain does, and it is becoming a necessary aspect to your business. Um, and they see that, right? So it's becoming not just a thing that people were talking about, and it's this, 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 this new technology. Now it's becoming an absolute, if you want to get involved with world liquidity, um, or in, in, in certain world markets, and it's making the transition a lot more, more malleable for us when we're having these conversations because these guys want to find a way to get involved, right? So we're giving that, that platform and that infrastructure so that they can find an easier way and um, that's not as intimidating, right? Like that's the number one thing that with, with crypto and most of these times is you're trying to get people that, that are um, still figuring out certain parts of Facebook ads to now adopt something that um you know they can't just call somebody up and and figure it out right so it's like that's where we come in to kind of ease them and 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 walk them through the process
0: and walk us through that process maybe Uh, if you have a concrete example uh, feel free to share of course but um i can imagine you know speaking to a corporate or someone who's used to doing facebook ads and all of a sudden they want to dab into uh, to blockchain one of the pushbacks or these challenges that I can see is that, okay, they, they might have heard of Bitcoin, right? They yeah. Maybe also Ethereum. Um, mm-hmm. But source network and source protocol, probably not. And they might ask you as a first thing, why do, did you build your own network? I mean, we all love the app chain thesis uh, playing out <laughs> in Cosmos, yeah. but I can just imagine it's one of the big pushbacks or... Uh, questions you 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 be getting from uh, from corporates but yeah what was that sure. process basically
2: that's yes. a great question you know just give an example of give bucks right
5: yeah yeah and that's actually one of the ones that i was going to say so um and just to kind of highlight like kind of what you were saying like most people sometimes just hear about the top the top uh, coins and the top cryptos that are out there and the the best way sometimes we give that example is uh, you know and in, in, in the network sense it's like why do you choose Comcast over Dish Network right it's like in at the same time as like what makes this one better than that one or like how are they even communicating um, and then you start getting into like why are they so siloed and why is it separate and what makes their infrastructure better than this one right so when we start to describe how and why they'd want to work with someone like us you know we do have to explain it's like why crypto is a little bit as evolved as it is, there's still portions of crypto that do get siloed, right? Like they're still like the exchange, the onboarding and the offloading portion of it that does intimidate people, especially for how do we not just like they understand it. So, okay, the enterprise understands it, but then how do they explain that to their community, right? Like their customers and their clients. And so it's a little bit of tr- teaching them and then us kind of minimizing then a second layer of it. Um, on, on the second portion of it, right? And then, for example, like GiveBucks, which is one of our, our recent partners, right? They're kind of, uh, we would call it kind of like a super app. Uh, phenomenal company, because what they do is, it's a, it's a charitable um, kind of way to give every time you make a purchase, which is a really awesome kind of leeway into crypto, because what you do is, as, it's an example, right? You're going to go to Adidas, you're going to go make a purchase for $107.53, to have a gift card or make that purchase. Um, in a gift card, it'd be really difficult, but GiveBucks allows you to make that purchase converted directly into uh, a gift card, and then 10% of that gets donated to a charity. So since that conversion is already gonna be happening, okay, the client and their customers now don't necessarily have to completely understand that it might be getting converted into Bucks, which is you know a crypto that's gonna be built on, or that is built on our chain, right? So that conversion for the client doesn't really change. They don't even that interaction stays the exact same. And then just the backend process where GiveBucks now pays, you know, the charity and on top of it pays, you know, Nike or Adidas, whoever that just made that purchase, that's an interaction that doesn't even have to get relayed to the client, right? Like in a, in a good way. Because now for them it's seamless. So us being able to walk them through that process of like, hey, this is how that happens, and it stays within their own ecosystem. Because now they have this token that is still Kind of in the same layman terms something that their community understood how to use and now they get all the benefits of an actual blockchain based token right they can actually join different liquidity pools they can eventually start doing decentralized loans and they can get into you know all the fun stuff crypto and slowly kind of introduce those factors and those sections into their community and that's what makes them excited they're like okay now it's not just dive all in and now, hey, here's our token, you got to go buy it on an exchange, which I think was always intimidating to these guys and it's the very first conversation we have. Um, and then just, you know, kind of simplifying like, hey, this is going to be your native token and how we use it and the benefits that they have. Let's get really creative in how how we do that, right? So that's, that's the exciting part um, for us.
0: Beautiful. Perhaps you can... Um uncover a bit the space that you guys operate in because i think okay so crypto is is known to be sort of focused on retail at least for the time being um the average joe uh, who perhaps is a bit uh you know let's fight the system (laughs) kind of people especially those who uh, get into bitcoin first and then evolve from there um so retail generally the average joe not so much enterprise and corporations. Governments, of course, are starting to get into, let's take Bitcoin again, uh, as an example with the Salvador. Um, but yeah, corporates and enterprises are not known for embracing the uh, distributed ledger technology, DLT. So yeah, talk to us a bit about the space that you operate in and how you see yourself in that space perhaps.
2: Sure thing, yeah, from our opinion in our perspective, uh, we basically feel like this is the next step um, in blockchain technology is moving into enterprise. I mean, that's what it's truly uh, can be built and utilized for. You know, you have, you have so many business models that can easily uh, transfer into Web3, secure their data, secure their networks, uh, make transactions much easier and secure... Um, and then enable you know, Web3 apps uh, and tokenize any of their processes or you know any of their uh, utilities. So we see it as you know crypto has evolved into a retail space uh, with those types of like-minded people. But that uh, blockchain itself, you know, if you see some of the up-and-coming uh, larger projects. Um, a lot of them are really focused on business applications. So from our point of view, it just legitimizes it. And uh, we all come from legitimate business backgrounds where we feel like this uh, will give crypto and blockchain just even a better name in general. And uh, it, it fits our uh, business practices. And, you know, it serves a purpose and creates solutions in a real world. So that's... that's uh, our perspective on it
5: yeah um, uh, the one the one side the one additional thing I'll just add to that is um, that one of the reasons why that with that like the average Joe doesn't really want to get involved or, or just it's still same thing it's it, they're timid to the to, to join and when we started to go after enterprises is, is like if we get one enterprise um, you know one 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 client that has a hundred thousand users they're, it's going to be an easier transition to get those guys on because they're they're not even they don't even have to know that it's sourced they don't have to know what blockchain it is, right? They're just going to trust that other entity, right? So we that's why we've gone about it that way. So it's like, hey, we want to bring a hundred thousand extra users, great. Then let's just get this enterprise in there, and it'll add that extra layer, that extra face, so that whenever you know Jesse down the street when he's trying to get in, he's like, oh wow, you know, it looks like this. Awesome, you know, bakery that I've gone to all the time, they just have a new payment platform. And I can use it now, I get rewards. Right? Because like people start to see it that way, right? We're so used to even like credit card points and um different type of reward structures that it's it's us, you know, always kind of calling it a name and a coin and that stuff sometimes kind of I don't know, dilutes it a little bit. So we've kind of gone about it where it's kind of like the Intel model, right? Everyone uses Mac and you know HP and Dells, and at the end of the day they don't know that it's every single one of them has the same processor, right? Every one of them has Intel and they don't have to know that this is the, the best Intel processor. They trust Mac to make kind of that decision, right? So it's like, we've kind of wanted to add that, that layer of comfort by going after enterprises so that we can bring in as many retail guys. And by doing that, we just got to make sure that the enterprise and the way that we soften that through you know um, our explanation and our processes, as we do the handholding and the white labeling side of it, we can make sure that those guys feel comfortable coming in and then bringing in all of their clients onto it.
2: Yeah. And with that, uh, point made, you know, what, what that does is that also gives you a different perspective on, you know, the, the current and past crypto market itself was so much established on hype and FOMO and volatility. And honestly, you know, we love and respect that part of crypto, but, uh it it doesn't make it very legitimate in any sense and it makes it in you know, a in a way you know too uh too volatile and too illegitimate with so many of the scams and, and you know like uh the you know the reputation that crypto has had and why it has so much problems with um, uh regulation you know globally and uh you know from our opinion it's just if you have solid uh, foundation in technology and adoption, and you know you can choose the difference between launching a project and trying to, you know, appeal and adhere to a retail network where you have to push, you know, hype and and deal with token price. That's just uh, really not the best model any longer. I mean, the best model is what Jesse's talking about: is take real-world applications with real user bases, you know, where it's not based off of you know, price speculation and any of that. It is it is based on real uh, utility and real you know, use case, and uh, start to implement and uh, initiate those, and then also, you know, you, you, you change, you, you will change the space, and uh, we we really feel like. This is the true direction for this technology.
0: Perfect. I'm tempted to ask about the uh, BlackRock that you mentioned, uh, Walter, earlier you have experience from. Of course, a lot of people, when they hear BlackRock and uh, having the crypto glasses on, they will think about the spot Bitcoin TF. So uh, it feels like BlackRock is just about to tap into uh, to crypto with Bitcoin first. Do you see some corporate? That's a huge enterprise, of course, BlackRock. But how do you see, perhaps? Because uh, I think it will happen eventually. How do you see some?
5: This space was downloaded via SpacesDown.com. Visit to download your spaces today.
0: Guys like BlackRock uh, dab into not just Bitcoin, but beyond that into Ethereum, a Cosmos app chain like Source Protocol, or beyond that.
3: Yeah, no, no problem. I worked at BlackRock for about ten years, so. I have some pretty decent insights on them. Um, I do not speak for BlackRock. I'm not affiliated with them in any way. I just know a lot of people there so, and work there for a long time. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's what they are looking for is business solutions. So BlackRock actually has a group called BlackRock Solutions. I believe it's still called that. It's where I started up, it's actually kind of their backbone um technology aspect of it that builds out a lot of modeling and infrastructures and derivative modeling and things like that uh for outside clients and internal clients so we had you know clients that wanted to have risk management softwares and stuff like that so um they've always been kind of big on technology and more and more of that is going on in the finance way the more they can replace their biggest expense which is unfortunately humans um the more they'll do that to kind of get their bottom line up. as competition in, in the finance field gets bigger, bigger, bigger. Right. So they're always looking for things um, that can just increase that bottom line and, and you know, be an add on technology wise. So yes, they're, they're, from an investment standpoint, BlackRock is getting into the Bitcoin ETF because their big push is passive investing, people just doing it on their own and getting an ETFs, And if they can help people um, do that, they will, but longer term, they're, they're looking to use the technology to improve their business infrastructure. And they're also starting to look in, in a little fearful of the DeFi situation um, because that's one of the things they don't have their hand on our hands in. Sorry. They, they don't have anything going on in DeFi, right? If you, you know, if you're passive investing, you probably have a BlackRock ETF. If you're active investing, you know, probably some kickbacks going back to one of the big brokers. Um, and if you're active management in a big, you know, institutional level, all these guys are touching it, right? But in, in DeFi, they don't have their hands in that. And it makes them a little worried from some friends and people I talk with. So they're trying to see how they can do it. And, you know, people like Source, like us, who have backgrounds in high finance and, you know, great technology backgrounds and things like that are helping and working on the regulatory environment that is, you know, slowly moving, maybe glacially at times, uh, but moving in the United States as that becomes clearer and clearer, we expect to be on the forefront of how to handle that in the U S and how to handle that for institutions. You know, it goes back to kind of, I think there was a question in in, on X that you know asked about, could we can be considered a FinTech company and white labeling and things like that. And I I think that's a fair question. And I think uh, a fair answer to that is yes, we'll be working with these companies on, on things like that so that they can bring them in and, you know, get their hands in that pot probably as well. So yeah, they're all, you know, Their job is to make money, and they're very, very good at their jobs, be it Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, BlackRock, whoever <laughs> it is. And <laughs> just to be honest, that's what it is. spent a long time in that world. so. Um, but they have been embracing technology, um, and I could speak firsthand at BlackRock um, and Goldman, but like all of them because they see how it can just make a huge advantage and, and just be much more efficient in what they're doing. So they're all very interested. I think Jamie Dimon came out recently saying JP Morgan's trying to figure out ways to get more advanced there. So you get the headlines on like the ETFs and that, but the underlying thing, you know, longer adaption of the, of the technology and, and of, you know, into their business practices. I think that's the bigger play over time. And and that's something that we're focused on.
0: Beautiful Walter. And yeah, making money is not a problem in and of itself, but I encourage anyone, including BlackRock to do it on chain. (laughs) that's the that's where the future is so 100
3: uh, percent agree with you and honestly i think they agree with you honestly you know they're not there yet they're not they're, they're exploring it like no tomorrow um but i i i you know I, I don't speak for them or anyone else but i i think they would agree with you
0: i think so too uh quite honestly um i haven't worked with blackrock myself or in blackrock myself but i know a lot of people there and uh they all talk actually surprisingly positively about crypto. Uh, I was surprised. Um, So yeah, uh, it seems like what we all been saying for a long time uh, in Cosmos and in wherever ecosystem you are, you know, the future is on chain. But let's uh, shift gears a little bit about uh, and focus on where you guys are at right now, because for anyone who's been living under a rock the past couple of days, would, uh, would not know that uh, you guys just did an airdrop. You guys are sort of, you know, really starting to uh, make waves across Cosmos and the broader ecosystem. So, yeah, talk to us about where you are now uh, and perhaps even what's to come in the short term for people. Yeah, sure thing. Corey, you want to jump in on this one?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. So, yeah, uh, we can dive right in. Uh, the Source Blockchain Mainnet went live uh, October 13th. Um, this is very exciting and a big accomplishment for our team. Uh, you know, we, we ran a test net uh, for the better part of the last year and continued to build and develop on that and uh, create a, a good system of uh, validator nodes in there as well. I see some of you guys in here. It's great to see you. Um, we appreciate you guys very much. Um, and that kind of led to, you know, you know the airdrops kind of been our, our main focus. Uh, of attention right now, and just kind of kicking off the chain. Uh, where that really came from is uh, last year, probably shortly before um, we decided to come to Cosmos and meet with you last year. Uh, we had initially started in an EVM space on the on the Binance network, and we had launched a token uh, which was going to kick off everything. is called SRCX. Uh, it's it's been well a little over a year, uh, probably closer to a year and a half since we launched that token. Um, And we have, you know, had a great community and users there uh, prior to coming to the Cosmos space and building our own blockchain. So number one in the airdrop, uh, making sure all of our SRCX holders were taken care of. We built a dashboard out where they could come and register, um, link their SRCX, um, and then link their Cosmos and Kepler wallets. So that way we had a great destination for them. Um, And they were, you know, the first wave of uh, people to, you know, kind of received this airdrop. The next step that we wanted to do is we we're joining the uh, Cosmos space. So, um, you know, who do we want helping secure our network? The people that secure the network, uh, you know, that sec- secure the heart of this. So the next wave of who's gonna receive our source airdrop went to um, people who stake to the validators on the uh, Cosmos network on Atom. So made sure to include them as well. And then, like I said, we ran this test network for the last year um, or more. Uh, we've had a great, a lot of great validators come and help us out in getting this test net from you know conception to getting us to the main net um, and validating for us this whole time. So, you know, we wanted to make sure that those people that came in and showed that they were great validators, uh, they're willing to help out the network, and uh, you know, we're going to be long-term partners um, on the network. Uh, you know, received part of that airdrop as well. So what we did is we took all three of those, we combined them into one, um, you know, lump sum for everybody. And then uh, at Genesis, we went ahead and distributed that. So that way, you know, very simple. It's out on the network. Everybody has it. They want to participate, um, you know, connect your Kepler, uh, connect to the source network, and you can start joining the source blockchain. So, um, you know, that's really been our main focus the last couple of weeks, you know, get all of that up. Try and bring as much attention in as we can, so people can start. Uh, we've seen these validator node set grow. We've seen lots of delegations come in. Uh, you know, there's still a lot of you guys out there. There's lots of space to come on in. Um, you know, lots of great validators on the network. I mean, Adam and the other ones. We'd love to see you. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's really that's really where we're at now. Um, outside of that, it's you know getting everything in order. Our coin gecko went through this week. It really sets us up to kind of start taking those next steps. Um, But yeah, here we are, blockchain's live.
0: Beautiful, and then what can people do? The network is live, people can, uh, yeah, um, use the network, they can, uh, there's the token uh, that uh, people can stake, and of course trade if they want, but what dApps, for example, can people interact with uh, that is running on Source Protocol? Uh, Or what, what dApps are coming to Source Protocol do you see in the foreseeable future?
1: Sure. So right now, um, you know, a lot of what's happening is I think staking to the validator nodes and getting placement, um, in order. Um, I was kind of trying to secure those space and the network's fresh. So, you know, those block rewards are, are looking pretty decent. Um, in the meantime, um, you know, we support Cosmosm smart contracts. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of building that's happening in the backend. Um, uh, you know, we're hoping to get some of our, our enterprise partners built, um, such as give bucks is being built. Uh, you know, we ran a version of the source swap, which is our own uh, decks uh, on the test net for a while. And we are preparing and getting that ready for a mainnet release. So a lot of it right now is, you know, making sure that the, you know, we have the network running and that we're building these, these dApps and smart contracts and getting them all in place as well. Um, and then we encourage anybody that's, you know, a builder that wants to build, come build with us, come build on our chain. Uh, it's live. And, you know, let's let's get your taps going.
0: Awesome. So let's that, let that be a shout out to uh, all the builders out there in Cosmos. Um, again, the network is live. The, the testnet has been uh, very heavily scrutinized and uh, and been running for some time. Um, so this should be rock solid. Is there any teams that uh, you guys have sort of? your eye on because we've been talking to a lot of teams, obviously, in Cosmos already. So anyone that we can connect you to, uh, feel free to to mention, of course, because you know we love to see dApps uh, not just built for one network, but deployed on multiple networks, especially when building on Cosmos. Um, Obviously, a lot of people are talking about taxes, money markets, but with the approach that you guys are taking uh, with corporates and enterprise, I think there's a there's an angle here that a lot of devs could be interested in at least um, to 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 play around with. Um, so yeah, uh, feel free to mention. Of course, if there's any projects out there that you want to get in touch with, we're happy to uh, to put you guys in touch. Go for it, Corey.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's something we'd love to follow up with you on. Um, you know, we really welcome. You know anybody in the space we want to see you, you know, we'd love to see you. And I think with Cosmoism and IBC and, uh, interchain, you know, being connected across all, you know, the cosmos space, it's huge. Um, and so we'd, we'd love to see you all, uh, you know, in some capacity interacting with the source blockchain.
0: Who do you see as the first corporate or enterprise using source protocol?
2: Well, uh, right now we have two partners that we've basically uh been initiating development with uh and, and the main one is give bucks the charitable super app so that will be very likely the first one on shade. uh we're hoping early first quarter and then we're working closely with uh, actually about four other partners but one out of those four uh maybe coming on sooner than the others but uh you know, we're branching into banking as a service. We're branching into mortgage service lending. Uh, just r- really uh, kind of like large-scale enterprise uh, business models. Uh, but at the same time, I we're, we're also talking to a gaming company. We can't wait to get some gaming on. Uh, we have a metaverse uh, in the roadmap that we're really hoping to deploy. You know, hopefully early... I mean it's a quarter two, possibly just an early model of it. Uh, so we've we have got uh, quite a bit uh, cooking on our end in the back end, just as of now.
5: Yeah, and and the the one that I that I also want to add is is kind of like the merchant processing one, which is always a big one when it comes to crypto, right? Like the onboarding and just processing in general, uh, and then offboarding. And we got a couple really good partners that we are. Uh, excited for that, and I think that would really uh, entice a lot of people to kind of bring in because that was one of our main focuses was trying to solve that problem, um, which we always saw was 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 massive, right? Like we couldn't really get off um, unless it was through uh, like a sex or something like that. So, and all the other onboarding solutions sometimes usually were really expensive, right? So that has been our big focus, and uh, a lot of the stuff that we've been working on too on the back end. We wanted to have it super solid so that once it was it was on there it was very easily introduced so we've been working on that and even some sports teams that that we're excited about just uh some stuff we just can't release just yet but we are very excited about about some of the guys coming on
0: and speaking of exciting things that's uh Let's allow ourselves to dream a little bit. I, I like to do that at least in spaces like this, because we tend to get very t- caught up in uh, in short-term thinking in crypto, right? We, you know, if it's not the price movement we get caught up in, then it's you know, what are we going to deliver the next month or the next quarter or maybe next half a year if you're really long-term. But I want to push ourselves and, and and dream a little bit on spaces like this, uh, and sort of force ourselves to think about, okay, how does Source Protocol look like? I don't know five years from now, 10 years from now, maybe, in fi- maybe even 15 years from now. So uh, throwing back the question to you guys, what's the end game uh, for Source Protocol? I know there's never a, a real end game, but uh, but then, you know, how does Source Protocol look like 10 years from now, let's say?
2: Yeah, Walt, you want you to jump in this one? We love your perspective. We could all kind of uh, some of our own input on this one.
3: Sure, yeah. I mean, our... A goal, you know, our idea, our our kind of forward thought process here is that, you know, every day, every month, you know, it's becoming more and more adaptive um, on the enterprise level as long as well as on the retail level. So, you know, we kind of have the two business we want to continue to cater to what we call, and it's kind of my fault because that's kind of the business I came from, the retail part of the business, which is the kind of direct to consumer type of the business. You know, the DeFi platforms for the consumer and the lending, borrowing, staking, and all the other things that have become, you know, where you can really, you know, take advantage of, um, taking really kind of a hold on your finances in a different way than just you know trading stocks and maybe futures and stuff like that on like a TD Ameritrade or a Schwab or something like that, which I guess merged. But um, so you know that part of the business we want to continue to grow and supply there. Um, but you know looking at a ten year time frame, we expect to be, uh, in all honesty, the go to chain for enterprise businesses, especially in the banking and financial sector, but across you know multiple sectors. Um, We think we have the team to really help those enterprises adapt it, which I think is probably the number one key aspect of it. Um, Obviously, number two or one A, one B is, uh, you know, the the technology and the technology team and and the technology is there. Now, technology is always going to be adapting. And we're talking about blockchain technology 10 years from now. So you're going to have to put a lot of uh, effort and times, you know, from point A to point B to maintain being this, you know, the the safest, the fastest, you know, the best chain or one there but the people and the relationships and the you know, regulatory savvy and everything else will always be there as the technology continues to adapt. So we really think that we'll be, you know, a, 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 not a, probably the top chain working with enterprises um, across several fields, especially the banking and finance, like we've mentioned, um, as they adapt and move into this you know, over that kind of timeline. So that, that's kind of how, from a business perspective, we see it, um, especially on the enterprise level. Um, and we just don't think uh, – I, I, we think we can really gain that market share and starting right now, um, especially with our expertise on the regulatory uh, and overall sector. So that's how I see it.
2: Yeah, that's great. Great input, Well, Corey, uh, let's hear from your point of view as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't think I could have said that any better, Walt. Um, I think you hit the, the nail on the head. Uh, on my end, you know, I'm on the uh, development side, so um, I want to build. Let's keep building. Let's bring the builders in. Um, I'd like to see us be, you know, a chain where everyone wants to come and build their applications, where they, you know, feel safe coming in. It's easy to interact, easy to integrate, and, um, you know, we connect to the to the greater IBC, and here we are. So, um, I mean, that's really app I can't really add too much onto what Walt said. I think he got it perfect. Um, I'm let's build. That's where I'm at. I'm actually <laughs> going
3: to add on to what Corey was saying real quick is I think this is an amazing, I, I know you said like, where are we going to be in 10 years and where Source source going to be. Let's even take a step back. Where are the people building on source today going to be in 10 years? That's actually the one that's super interesting to me because they have the chance, and, and, and we could even expand this to other things outside of source, but I, I just think because of what our business model is, it, it, it's good to kind of sit here for a second, is like, you know, we're going to have probably 18, 19-year-old or 28, 29-year-old, whatever, programmers who are building certain, you know, apps on, on, on source and things like that, that all of a sudden get bought up by Morgan Stanley or JP Morgan, something they never thought about or start getting adapted for use by you know, a Barclays or a you know, Santander or whoever, you know, um, because, you know, they didn't even understand or see that that could be, you know, ascertained or used by a big enterprise, you know, be it financial or non-financial. And that's kind of the exciting part of you know our job is to really grow and build the ecosystem and bring in these partners but you know seeing some of these you know what are probably going to be you know apps that are built that we have nothing to do with they just like what we're doing they like cosmos they want to build on source and then have them you know end up interacting with these huge multinational companies because of you know the overall business model that we're bringing in here that's the exciting part to me so when Corey says you know want people coming in and building we're a hundred percent serious about that because i think the uh you know, the opportunities and and, and the fun stuff that's going to come out of that that I can't even fathom because I'm such a numbers guy and don't have that great imagination, but but will be really, really interesting. And, uh, you know, business partnerships that you never would have thought happening with, you know, guys out of their garages with, you know, people in the penthouse on Fifth Avenue in New York. You know, it's going to be that's going to be fun. That's the fun part for us, I think.
0: Beautiful. And Corey, you mentioned IBC, which is always something that the Cosmos aficionados like us uh, loves to hear. Um, it's one of the most powerful technologies that uh, has ever been built in crypto, if you ask us. But um, how do you see Cosmos and perhaps IBC being uh, paramount to the uh, source to deliver on your on the dream goal that you guys have set out to build?
1: Yeah, I mean, IBC is, I mean, it's really the the heart of the space, isn't it? So, um, I mean, and it's, you know, largely one of the biggest features that attracted us here. Uh, you know, when you think about blockchain in the future and where's it at, I mean, a lot's been separated over the years and a lot's coming together now. And eventually, you know, blockchains and crypto are going to be interoperable across the board and we'll all be, you know, working together, which is, you know, really where I see, you know, IBC going when it comes to source, uh, I think it, you know, puts us in a great position to interact with some of these already phenomenal ecosystems that exist. Um, you know, these great applications that exist in the space. Uh, you know, I hope that we can bring more utility to, to their space and, uh, you know, it's nice to be able to use that utility that they've created to help strengthen our space as well. So, um, you know, I, I look forward to you know working with and interacting with you know the other chains, the other applications, and the other players in the space.
2: And I'd like to add on to that just a bit too, which you know one of the primary features that I think is get missed a bit too is just the scalability. Um, you know, not only just the scalability of TPS, but also you know just the you know. Uh, the, what the network can handle, and then the you know the the scalability of the connected IBC network, and just how that compounds—that uh, was just a, such a huge factor to us getting involved in this. You know, from our past of you know from transacting on Bitcoin or Ethereum when during a bull run the the network was congested and you know transaction fees are sky high. It's just that's not. That's not future proof that's not really even you know uh manageable in any sense uh on, a, on an enterprise level or you know global or national adoption so we just really feel like the i b c space is the future of scalability and uh we're just more than happy to be a part of that and and know that uh we have such a secure technology in that space as well
4: yeah and just to add to uh, what Ben's saying is, I think one of the main things IBC brings is, especially with us focused on enterprise development, is the leverage aspect. So when you have all these, um, you know, great applications that are being built on IBC, like you know, Stride and uh, Secret Network, and you know, some of the stuff they're doing, uh, Injective, uh, and th- with IBC the leverage abilities that that partnerships and working with those tools and all the integrations, like that's going to really give us a lot of leverage for any enterprise deals, any enterprise partnerships. So we can go to more companies like GiveBucks that have like 500,000 users or a million plus users. And we can say, Hey, you know, we have this ecosystem with IBC that, you know, maybe, you know, your token is going to have this uh, solution, but it's also going to be way more powerful because the IBC aspect. So that was also a a big thing for us, for sure.
0: It's also a really good answer when you talk to uh, corporates and enterprises, you know, when they ask you, why build on source protocol? Why do you build your own network in the first place? It's like, yeah, well, there's something called app chains. Uh, They all connect and it's easy to, and move things around, but uh, but yeah, we uh, we have very specific needs for servicing enterprises and corporates, which is why we did it in the first place. But you're still able to talk to other networks, which I think is uh, is exactly how the internet operates. Also, so uh, IBC is just again and again proves to be one of the most important technologies, not just in Cosmos, I think, but eventually will be in the in the broader crypto ecosystems and let me uh, broaden the the question a bit um to all of you um it's an open ended question and that is what excites you right now in the uh, in cosmos or in the broader crypto ecosystem besides source protocol of course <laughs> i'll jump right in on this um you know
2: our background we're so excited in crypto in general i mean from uh nodes and trading and, and you know uh- ma- managing a crypto fund uh, you know across the board To even most of us were highly involved in you know a good part of us were highly involved in you know computer science so gaming even um, so there's just so much uh that the blockchain space integrates with but i uh one thing i I'm very excited about is not only just you know what source can bring and what we're gonna do but you know, what What we see is like the transition of the future of this technology. I think ultimately it's um, all of it coming into a metaverse space. You know, it's all going to go into a metaverse space. It's all going to be um, accessible and utilized at just such an advanced level. Um, I, I think nobody even knows. Um, how how far that's going to go, and what it's going to bring to the world, and I, I know that's going to be on the forefront of our interests and development. And I think that's the most exciting aspect because every single solitary thing that we do or it can build, you know, whether it's Web three or you know even just a token, once it's all thrown into a metaverse and it's all becomes one dynamic environment. Uh, it's gonna uh, that that's just gonna be incredibly exciting
3: i'll just cue in right there i love the fact you brought up the internet a second ago because I, I think it's a great uh comparison and analogy to different things there's a famous katie Couric interview i think on the today show or something like that like what, what's this internet thing and uh <laughs> that's kind of gone <laughs> gone viral but uh it's, it's funny because, like, it's, I love watching the 180s that a lot of these en- enterprises are doing, right? Like, um, you know, like Jamie Dimon's the most obvious one. i <laughs> never had anything to do with this. We need to be more involved in crypto. Like, it's just and, and the opportunity that that brings is it's just fun for people across the entire space, be it just the distributed technology, be it crypto in, in general, be it Web3, you know, com- combination of all of it like there's just so many different things that are now being adapted from entertainment and sports to enterprise businesses um to gaming you know it's all kind of migrating there so it's you know you know it's web 3.0 right like that's the whole thing like it's the next generation what's going to do but it empowers people in such a better way than web 2.0 or and, and other things so you're just going to see so many new business models and i'm kind of a you know a boring you know, a guy interested in things like that. But I, I love seeing the new business models that kind of come out of this and how people kind of adapt and, you know, become more entrepreneurial and having a little bit more control over how they make money and how they control their career. That's really interesting. And you're seeing more and more of that every day. And, you know, it was a different it's, it's kind of at a different pace as we continue to increase and get more more adoption and, and heavier adoption across bigger firms. So that's interesting to me.
0: Beautiful. Anyone, uh, feel free to pitch in, of course. Um, but yeah, guys, um, this has been a great conversation. Thank you so much for coming on. How do we? Uh, how do we close this thing off? Uh, the way I like to do it normally is to uh, is to uh, ask the community what we can do to help you guys succeed. Obviously, people should follow you on Twitter, follow you on Discord, Telegram, all the different socials out there. People should uh, try out uh, the, the token to stake the token. Uh, there's some very juicy APR <laughs> I can see. Um, so it's also in their own uh, interest, I think. But uh, yeah, how do we close this thing off, guys? How can we help uh, make sure that you guys succeed?
1: And you want to kick that off?
5: And sorry, I don't know if you was have anything. I think one of the things that that we're going to be picking up on is, is our marketing. So you guys are going to start to see us scattered throughout more. So, you know, follow along with uh, a lot of this stuff, right? Our goal is to start really pushing on um, the marketing. Um, and so you guys can see a lot of the partners that we're going to be working with and a lot of the guys that we're bringing on, you're going to probably know some of those uh some of those teams and some of those faces and in those companies. So we're excited. We're going to be having a pretty awesome um, kind of post-launch event as well that we'll be, we'll be releasing and having some some awesome giveaways that coordinate with that and um, and, and to bring some people along. Uh, so we're going to do some cool giveaways and, uh, you know, we'd love for you guys to join. We want to, you know, be be there as helpful as possible as well.
0: Awesome guys, we'll make sure to uh, amplify and retweet anything that you guys come up with uh, in the updates. Uh, we want to make sure that the community knows what's going on with the Source Protocol. I mean, if we manage to bring enterprise and corporations to uh, to crypto and to Cosmos, then uh, I think we did a hell of a lot uh, to push this industry forward. Uh, then we have retail, we got governments. And then, finally, also corporations and enterprise. So, yeah, we want to make sure that uh, you guys have maximum chances of succeeding in, uh, in your quest. Guys, thank you so much for coming on tonight. And uh, Godspeed. Say hi to the team. Awesome.
2: Thank,
3: thank you so much, so much. Thank you so much. Thank,
4: thank
0: you, guys. Okay, guys. Ciao. This episode is sponsored by Blockbases, your platform to navigate Web3 safely. Remember the feeling you have when you connect your wallet to a new dApp or smart contract, not exactly sure if this is safe or not? Well, Blockbases will answer that question for you, before making any detrimental mistakes risking all your assets in your wallet. With Blockbases, you can easily review dApps and smart contracts that have either been audited or hacked. All dApps and smart contracts have been graded with a security score, and if you find yourself wondering, hmm... Maybe there were some shady DApps I connected my wallet to in the past. Well, Blockbases makes it easy for you to scan your wallet and revoke access to any DApps or smart contracts that pose a risk to the funds in your wallet. To try Blockbases today, go on blockbases.com. That is blockbases.com.